Hello and welcome to the Digital Jeweller podcast. My name's Ryan Atkins and on today's show I'm joined by Simon Wilson from Stonehawk. So the question is this, how are we as jewellers going to thrive in this ever-changing economy? How do we market our products and our services out into the world to ensure we get our message heard? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Ryan Edkins and welcome to the Digital Jeweller. Hi Simon. Morning, Ryan. Thanks for uh, coming on the show today. Most welcome. Um, so I thought it'd be great for you to maybe give the listeners a quick introduction about yourself uh, and your company. Yes, thank you. Um, background is with the Metropolitan Police. Um, towards the end of my career, specialised in some centralised robbery units. So I have a real fashion for a uh, passion, excuse me, for protecting staff and looking after businesses that are subject to smash and grab raids. A um, few years spent in and around the jewellery industry, working with the insurers, the underwriters and the retailers themselves, small brands through to independents and also some of the very large maisons globally. And from there, I've developed Stonehawk. Excellent. That's, um, uh, you know, it's, it's clear that you have a lot of experience then in in uh, security and the protection industry, you could say. Uh, and you mentioned about smashing grabs. They, they are particularly on the rise at the moment, aren't they? Yes, I did a presentation just earlier this week and looking at the statistics from the Safer Gems um, intelligence unit, which is run by TH March Insurance Brokers and also the National Association of Jewellers. So it's not exhaustive, but it's, it's a pretty strong indicator to the current um, statistics. So if I can detail the statistics so far for 2018, we're looking at 38 robberies slash smash and grab raids with the loss of 4.4 million in goods. Wow. Now, concerning me, I've just 38 are across the pavement smash and grabs. And they're your sort of old style, go up and smash the window without any confrontation to staff. 30 of the 38 are robberies with physical entry into the store, which means that these criminals are coming face to face with staff. That's a big concern for me because the violence and presence of weapons is is increasing all the time. Wow. And, and do you feel that um, is somewhat uh, to blame on the state of the economy as well at the moment? Do you see trends in that way where the economy drops and, and the crimes increase? That's a really good point, actually, Ryan. Um, if I may start off by saying, if we carry on the current trend, um, for the statistics just exampled in 2018, mm. we're looking at potentially 65 incidents and £9.4 million worth of stock lost in 2018, which is much, much higher than the statistics for 2015, 2016 and 2017. So, yes, they are on the increase. Um, mm. It's no secret that um, police are struggling with numbers and there seems to be a vacuum and a void where the police and the Crown Prosecution Service are not dealing with crimes or not able to because of resources. And I think that low level, um, if I may say, unintelligent, fast moving, aggressive crime is definitely on the increase. It's as if, um, you know, the 
the, the authorities are, you know, stra- cash strapping the, the police and the people that uh, are trying to deal with these problems. And uh, they're simply out outnumbered or they don't have enough numbers to deal with the amount of crime, which is sad to hear, isn't it? It is. Now, I work very closely with the National Business Crime Centre, which is the police-led initiative against business crime nationally. Mm. Now, there are resources coming through now from the Metropolitan Police, um, where they some people may have seen these articles about different motorbikes they're using, that they're allowed to use different tactics, which is very, very good, but it's mm. still being run on very low police resources. So it is a challenging time. Um, if I may also say that the intelligence shows that some of these gangs, London-centric gangs, are not only travelling the whole country to commit their crimes, looking for the path or paths of least resistance, to very charming small-town um, jewellers, very, very high-quality goods, but they're also so blasé about this um, type of crime that it as initiation ceremonies for the new joiners to the gangs so it's something i fear is not going to go away and as i say the weapons and the violence being used is definitely slowly on the increase mm. and um if if anyone come up against um one of these gangs or uh, one of these uh, criminals that actually entered their store what what kind of uh, response do you do you recommend they take is is there a, a particular route that staff should be taught about or Well, this is important because these criminals, and there was a recent documentary on one of the BBC channels um, where they spoke directly to these criminals. A a journalist did a a, a reasonable focus. And they don't see the staff. They see the entry to the store and they see the stock and they feel that the stock is theirs. The advice wholeheartedly during the Stonehawk course is very simple the main part where those individuals are coming into your store, where there is direct confrontation with staff, although it might not be the emotional reaction to step out of the way and appear submissive, the you know internationally known hands in the air is always a, a good, um, a good uh, set of advice to give. Mm. But we really need to empower the staff and the managers to know what to do in that situation because it only takes a split second and if these gentlemen maybe the wrong use of word there but we are being recorded are under the influence of any sort of alcohol or drugs but even more so just pure adrenaline Mm. then they don't have a conscious thought about their reaction to you being in their way that's right they're you know they're not really um thinking about what is going to happen um, if you react in a, in a way that they weren't expecting, which could then result in injury and um, hopefully, you know, not death, you know, but I believe there has been some incidences of some serious harm done to employees. Yes. Yeah, I think it's also the peer group pressure. If we use, if they're using this as um, gang initiations or you've got young men there who are maybe on a hair trigger mm. um, when it comes to their decision making, but also the peer group pressure, they don't want to appear weak if somebody decides to challenge them. Right. There is um, a significant lack of respect in society now, uh, which is very disappointing. But the main thing being is we need to help protect the business owner. Now, smash and grabs are an acknowledged risk for anybody with a high street retail presence. Um, And any insurer will uh, agree with that. So obviously the insurers will ask 
the retailers to put certain measures in place, but also corporately being responsible, a business owner has to apply some sort of training, guidance, some sort of instruction there to acknowledge that risk. If you don't do that, it can leave the business owners in this almost crazy litigation society that's been influenced over the UK over recent years. It can mm. leave the owner very vulnerable. And um, this this is the area that you specialise in, right? Stonehawk uh, provides training for jewellers of all types and sizes um, so that their staff can feel a little bit more confident in the, in the event of anything unfortunate happening. Exactly. Stonehawk, the Stop, Smash and Grabs course has been designed exactly for that. I know from my um, work in and around the industry for the last three, four, five years that there is no other provider dealing with or looking after the small independents all the way through to the large brands. Now, we know the likes of Graf Diamonds have a company they've instructed and they spend a fortune with them every year, but they're not the ones being targeted so much. Mm. Who's looking after the independents who often decide to close the business after a traumatic, traumatic robbery? or indeed cannot um, fund the losses um, experienced after a very, um, you know, an intense smashing <clears throat> grab. So Stonehawk is very, very important to me to work nationally in the UK and Republic of Ireland to deliver just a four-hour training course that empowers the staff team as a whole from the point of opening all the way through to closing and basically to empower the industry and strengthen the industry, target hard, and if I may use that phrase, it's quite strong, mm. but push away the crime. Um, we need to take the jewellers and the retailers out of their wonderful high-level customer experience environment and just make them stop for a few hours and think security. Could, is there something that they could change? Do they do regular reviews of their security? Do they practice their drills and just work with them to show them the best practice? And then they can choose how to apply that to their specific daily retail operation. I guess retailers as well, um, you know, they, they get into a bit of a comfort zone and, and they to have a reality check and to give the staff, you know, this important advice um, will we'll only prepare them for hopefully an event that won't happen but it's it's something that um i feel particularly uh, is important especially when you're opening up the store at these vulnerable times closing down where there may not be as many staff around um what what kind of basic advice would you would you give a um an independent jeweler who's listening to the show um the the minimum that they really should be doing um, when they're opening up or closing, for example, and what kind of deterrence uh, could they be looking into? That's a really good question. Now, very basically, is practice is no matter how big or small your staff team is, practice and discuss and talk and walk through what to do if something happens. Opening and closing um, can be sort of discussed with a bit of humor because obviously when we're opening up, we're all very tired. Sometimes we've got keys in one hand, backpack or handbag in another, potentially trying to balance a coffee in that as well. And I think what's really important is that we not only think about our morning and evening routine when opening and closing, but we're also not just looking at our front door. Can we have another person with us that is looking and watching and has a mobile phone in their hand ready to dial 999? Mm. One, things, one thing that criminals do not like 
is being caught. It's the absolute worst. So if you appear very switched on, aware of your environment, you're going to increase your um, chance of not being robbed by a margin. If you're very um, sort of head down, just facing the door, you don't give a an impression of being aware or any sort of strength, then you're more vulnerable and more likely to attack. Now, the more organized teams will spot that because they will rob you at either opening or closing because all the um, stock is on trays about to go into the safe on the time safe for the night mm. or lock safe or is just coming out. The more amateur and somewhat more dangerous um, robberies are just done during the day for people and individuals that obviously come crashing into the store and just run around the store smashing cabinets and grabbing what they can. So I think it's fair to say to um, leave your baguette to after you open up. Um, you don't need it when you're there and opening up because it's, uh, it is a security risk, right? <laughs> Yeah, totally, totally. And it's just, it is just, the the jewellers, the retailers work in this beautiful world. And we've all seen it, amazing showrooms, staff well presented, dealing with customers at some of the most special times of their lives, with the most precious purchases. And the concern is, obviously, looking at that environment is absolutely wonderful, but it can be turned 180 degrees onto its head within a fraction of a second. And further um, aspect to things that we deal with on the course is the trauma. Mm. Now, if you're in a very high-level customer experience environment and that flips to a very traumatic environment, the sort of impression or the scarring of trauma into the um, into the mind can be quite significant. So that's another thing we spend a good 20 minutes talking about and help the retailers know how, obviously know how to... Um, reduce their chance of being a victim of this crime but also how to deal with it should it happen because i guess the the fallout um with staff as well as you say the emotional impact that something of this nature can have um can some can sometimes um hang around for with them for months even years right no, exactly. And speaking to the insurers, they have a duty of care to the staff and they're seeing staff never coming back to work. And they're seeing people just not happy in their daily duties. It, it You know, they literally could change their profession because it is that significant. And I touched on it earlier. Some businesses actually close afterwards. Yeah. You know, this is not a not an intelligent crime because it's just a case of charging in and grabbing what you can. But the impact of it, as I say, the, the trauma, the experience, the, the, the financial loss even, is so significant at times that you just see people not wanting to carry on. And I, I think that's really it sad. Is, yeah, really sad. And um, hopefully uh, we can really prepare these jewellers and, and give them something to really think about. Security is still a major issue within the industry and, and should be taken seriously. So. And it doesn't have to be expensive. People often think security, yes, it's not a sale. It's an expense that's going out. They get nothing for it. Potentially, obviously, they are either eliminating or reducing the risk of a robbery. Um, so that is, in a way, if it does happen, and look at the statistics, it says it's potentially going to happen a lot more this year, then there will be a huge saving if their security, you know, that they invest, that the retailers invest in works well. Mm. But you've also got the aspect that... Um, with security, it just needs to be synergetic. You don't need 101 security products in there. You don't need to spend a fortune, but it just needs to make sense. And the Stonehawk course is not aligned with any products, but will 
look at different ones that there can be not um, actual brand names but look at different methods and different um, sort of if we say cctv we say security fog then different ones that work well together create that difficulty for the criminals to see the stock but also if they um, do commit the crime that the police have got strong mm. evidence for a prosecution if they're we caught. had uh, james brown from uh, selected dna on on the show uh, two or three weeks ago and he was um talking about how a layered approach with uh, deterrence and security devices is a, a really good way to um ensure that it's clear that you have these um measures in place and help deter the the criminals away somewhere else Exactly. I, I know James and I know his company well, and I think they do some excellent work. It's very well recognised. I agree. I think from an ex-police officer's point of view, obviously you will want a an ability to see what happens. The CCTV is great, um, very helpful when we're create, building a case against somebody that's been caught. But also what's important is things like security fog. Security fog will remove the assets um, from view of the criminals. So if they can't see it, they can't have it. Um, I really like synthetic DNA because I think that it's very useful if I've got, if I was interviewing um, a suspect and they had synthetic DNA on them and the only other place it was available was in that showroom, then there's a really strong evidential case there to say, even if the individual denies being there, there's actual strong proof that they were present. Mm. Um, obviously, um, Stonehawk and uh, the purpose of Stonehawk, the training of the staff is exceptionally important. Um, need to know what to do um, on a daily basis during their working day and also as we've already touched on when it happens. But I think, you know, it, it, it is really important to just use that layered approach. As I say, it doesn't need to be complicated. It doesn't need to be hugely expensive and it does need to be rehearsed. Well, that's, uh, yeah, brilliant advice, um, Simon. I, I appreciate you uh, touching, um, you know, on, on these difficult areas of, of um, the the security industry that jewelers need to think about and um if there was one thing that you could give our listeners um, to take away today to um give them confidence and and maybe give them some action what, what would it be i've mentioned very high stats and a possible increase they are getting high the stats and it is a concern but it's still quite small compared to the number of excellent retailers we have out there my absolute strongest advice is just review make sure that your security products are serviced your cctv is working and make sure at least once a month you sit down with your staff and you have a walkthrough talk through a discussion about what to do if such and such happens and i think just you know keep the communication high i think the stronger the retailers appear the more they're going to push the, the crime away or displace it to another to another area I think that's, yeah, very good advice. And um, uh, any independent jeweller or retailer that is listening, uh, I do recommend um, at least looking into it and seeing what you can do to help yourself, but also your staff um, in these unfortunate events. So uh, thanks, Simon, for, for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And um, uh, where can anyone listening uh, find out more about Stonehawk? Excellent. Thank you for that plug. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you log on to Stonehawk, it's a nice and unique name, but www.stonehawk.co.uk, you'll see our contact information there. And more importantly, you'll see a lot of testimonials there. Um, it's always nice when our clients give us good feedback and um, I'm happy to share that so you can see their view as well as, you know, obviously what the company's saying. 
Thanks very much, Simon. Wish you a, a very pleasant day and no doubt we'll, we'll catch up again soon. Thank you, Ryan. All the best to you. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.